Welcome to the Breakfast with Champions podcast, where every day we bring you motivation, education, and inspiration to help you reach your full potential. You can check us out at bwcdaily.com. On this show, we feature celebrity interviews as well as experts and leaders in fields like business, marketing, sales, branding, and mindset. Our goal is to give you a seat at the table to listen in on conversations with some of the most amazing people around the world, people who are doing the things you know you can do and reaching the levels you know you can reach. So get ready to be motivated and inspired and grab your seat at the table for the Breakfast with Champions podcast. And don't forget to check us out at bwcdaily.com. So welcome to Breakfast with Champions. Today's segment is about how to build your speaking brand and your speaking career, as well as sharing your story in a powerful way with Daryl Stinson and Mike Zeller. So super excited to dive in today. Uh, visit BWC Daily because that's where we have notes on today's segments, uh, links to the podcast, the email newsletter, and, and BWC's weekly schedule, and more. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and intro Daryl Stinson, one of my good friends, mentor, uh, mentee of mine for years, but also He's going to mentor me in my speaking career as well, and he's an absolutely phenomenal human being. So, Daryl Stinson, are you there, my friend? Yeah, 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 yeah. What's up? What's up? All right, dude. Excited to dive in today, man. How how you doing today, dude? Uh, I have I'm doing good, man. Just full transparency. Uh, you know, one of my strengths is being vulnerable. So. Um, I'm a little salty, yo. I got my butt kicked by the Glenn Lundy in the Great American Speak Off. Uh, so I'm a little salty about that. Happy for him, uh, but salty for me. And um, I'm back to the grind, man. Um, just found out that uh, I got invited to do my third TEDx talk. So I'm super excited to do that. It'll be out in California. And those who know me personally know I just had a son and I have three daughters already. So the first boy... Uh, just had him three weeks ago, and he is everything, everything. And I am out of the game, man, getting out of it. So I'm doing well, man. Thanks for asking. Uh, dude, exciting, man. Well, congrats again. And and how did you, how, what, what did you do well in your speak off, and what did you like make a mistake on? Yeah, so, honestly, I crushed it. Um, and then there was a round where it counted. Uh, I tried to do the most, and it backfired on me. <laughs> it backfired on me. So um, what I did well is, you know, share vulnerably, share powerfully, uh, um, combine both heart and head. You know, some speakers are either all head or they're all heart, um, but the best speakers combine both. Um, so I did that well. Um, showed up as myself. I wasn't trying to be someone I wasn't. There was a lot of that going on. And, uh, yeah. You know, I, I bombed it at a crucial moment, and, and that, that bit me in the butt. So it's all good, though. It's all good. <laughs> we live and we learn. So, so when you say you bombed it, tell me, what, what do you mean you bombed it? And, guys, I know if, if you have some – real quick, as guys, if you have questions on building your speaking career, booking a TEDx talk, getting your story out, shoot me a direct message, and I'll be sure to bring you up to talk and ask Daryl directly as well. But yeah, what, how did you bomb it? Tell me about that. So number one, uh, I switched my speech. So they had five rounds um, and, and then it was down to one round um, where you delivered a one minute speech and then a two minute speech. And I don't know how much I can go into the detail about it because it's, 
it's still a pilot program for the television. Um, so uh, you're, the, the, the goal was to do the same one-minute speech four times and do a, uh, the two-minute speech once or twice, depending on how far you advance. Um, when uh, I did my one-minute speech, I crushed it. Everyone loved it. And then they told you not to switch it up, and I tried to switch it up because uh, it was with Pete Vargas. I know him personally. He's heard my story like a billion times. I was one of his favorites going into the competition, and I just wanted to, like, be extra. I wanted to blow up. I didn't want to do the same thing that I did that worked. I wanted to, like, pull out some new stops. <laughs> and I failed, man. I did. I ran out of time. I I didn't I didn't get to where I was trying to get to. Uh, it, it just was a, it was a disaster. Uh, and that wasn't the one to bomb, if you know what I mean. So um, rule number one, do not switch it up. And when you're going in front of the most important decision maker at the conference, uh, that's just not wise. So um, I learned from it. I talked to him afterwards, had a conversation with him. Uh, it is what it is. You know, um, I had to make a decision um, if I was going to whine or if I was going to practice what I believe. And here's the reality, right? Um, had I won, um, I would have spoke in front of 30,000, 40,000 people, depending on how many end up registering for 10X. Um, but I just received news uh, the first day of that competition that I got selected for my third TEDx talk. And I had to look myself in the mirror and say, Daryl, are you going to whine about the 30,000 or are you going to go get the 36 million? And y'all, I decided to go get the 36 million. And so I was just like, suck it up, buttercup, you know, and let me say that. Let me say that right. Process the emotion, express the emotion, because whatever you don't express, you suppress and then make the adjustments and then go get the opportunity that's right in front of your nose to get. So that's the story, mm -hmm. man. Love it. Love it. Good share, my friend. Well, Dar tell me, how did you get started as a speaker? How does one get started becoming a public speaker? And when yeah. did you know? I'm curious. Yeah, I've always known, man. For me, it was a calling that I've had since I was younger. I just was afraid to 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 really step into that gift. I mean, many people in this room know that story, um, being teased as the black kid that quote unquote talks and acts white, um, literally losing sight of my identity, trying to fit in with the street crowd and all this stuff. Um, entangled in my athlete identity, just running from this this call that's always been there to speak and to lead, because I believe that the best speakers are not just speakers, they're leaders. And um, long story short, you know, my career ended um, in college, um, had a back surgery, ended up in a psychiatric care facility after multiple suicide attempts. And when I survived that and came out of that period, um, I started working in higher education in um, the PR department. And a lot of people were asking me, like, what happened to the star athlete? What happened to the guy that, you know, we thought was going to the NFL? Um, and they found out that, you know, I had attempted suicide. And so um, it started with my alma mater, Central Michigan University, Fire Up Chips, and when we got any Chippewas in the house, uh, started to invite me to speak, um, to share that story. Um, then, it, you know, an athlete, it started with a lot of athletic teams. Um, at the same time, my career was doing really well. Um, so I had won two awards for higher education marketing, one for rebranding the university, multi-million dollar rebrand, and then uh, managed the largest communication initiative um, at the university uh, for both local and global campus um, as an entry-level employee. And so I took that success and lost, launched my own marketing consulting company. And that kind of began like the journey of actually being a paid public speaker versus just sharing my testimony in like, for athletic teams or in some instances, church circles. 
So that was kind of how I got my start. Love it. Love it. And, and one of the things I want to want to mention there, guys, in Spotlight is notice in Daryl's journey, it wasn't just his successes, but it was his failures and his story of overcoming that drew people in. And we all have stories of overcoming. We all have failures. We all have successes. And as you're building out your career, that's what people want to hear. And we, because we're on the inside of the bottle, we don't think our label is that interesting. But to someone else, our label is interesting, right? Would you agree, Daryl? Or what would you add? What flavor would you add to that? No, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, you know, the thing is, we we tend to not talk about our losses. And, you know, as it aligns with my expertise, we tend not to talk about the emotions. You know, a lot of people will talk about seasons of pain or struggle that they've been through as if it wasn't, like, as, as if there's no emotion in the story. It's like, oh, I was broke. I was busted. I was disgusted. And it's like, it sure doesn't sound like you were. <laughs> it sounds like you were angry, you were mad, you were upset. And the reason why that's important, this is important for people to remember, is that in order to lead people into transformational change in speech, you have to connect with the emotion that they're in. Hmm. Okay. Um, so I would say it this way. If you're going to lead people out of pain, you have to be vulnerable enough to share the emotions of the pain you were once in. Okay, I'm going to say it again. If you want to lead people out of pain, you have to be vulnerable enough to share from the emotions of the pain you were once in. Now, the goal isn't to trauma dump. The goal isn't to talk about pain without talking about promise or destination or whatever. The goal is that you are not maximizing the pain. You are displaying the power that you now have over the pain so that other people can follow that path too. Mm, so good, dude. So good. How, so how does one share... Like that's frankly something I could grow in is learning how to vulnerably but appropriately not trauma dump, as you said, but vulnerably and appropriately share uh, your story and share your mistakes. I think you gave me pieces there, but what yep. else would you add? Dude, I love you, man. Let's go. Mike is always <laughs> ready to learn. He's like, I can grow. Help me with that one. <laughs> right? Oh, I love you, bro. That's why you're the man. Um, Thanks, bro. Three steps. Okay. Process your pain, create a story structure, and connect with the emotions of your message, okay? So process your pain. We've all been through painful seasons in our life, all of us. You know, for me, it, it doesn't have to be something as traumatic as, you know, suicidal ideations. It could be any painful or hard or tough season that you've been through. A lot of people don't process their pain. They just persevere through it. Oh, you got to hear this. A lot of people don't process their pain. They just persevere through it. The problem with persevering without processing is that you never extract the wisdom from your losses, okay? You never get the power that actually has come from your pain because you haven't processed it. And a lot of times, unprocessed pain becomes ill-processed pain. So when you are processing your pain, again, there's processes and things we can talk about, but for brevity's sake, look at both your learned experience and your lived experience. Okay. A lot of people know their learned experience. They're certified in LP, their master's, bachelor's degree, their certifications, but they haven't really examined their lived experience because that's usually where the most trauma resides. <laughs> trauma resides where the trauma resides. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, the goal is to really look and to see, man, um, what was the things that I thought 
said, felt, did in order to overcome those seasons of challenges. Okay. Emphasis on felt. Okay. Emphasis on felt. Um, second piece of that is structure. Um, I talked about this, but vulnerability without a structure is trauma dumping. And, you know, nobody got time for that. Nobody wants to be trauma dumped on and hear you whine and complain about your problems. But we all want to know uh, what you've been through because, you know, they say John Maxwell says, uh, you know, people, everyone communicates, few connect. Okay. And so uh, we want to be able to connect with people by sharing vulnerability, but we have to put it in a structure. We can't wing it. We can't just off the cuff it. We can't just go with our heart. We have to put it in the structure and structure also helps with retention because structure is built in behavioral change and in science of transformation. Okay. Structure, uh, for example, would be like the hero's journey. Okay. The hero's journey is a story structure. Um, I know in Pete Vargas community, they teach the story braid framework. You can Google it, look it up. It's a good framework. I'd use it um, most of the times when I sell from stage. Um, I like one called the standout story framework. Um, I developed it from studying the top people in the industry, uh, but to each his own. There's literally hundreds of frameworks. I'd rather you have a framework than no framework at all. Okay. And then for those of you who are doing like board presentations, fundraising, I often use Monroe's motivated sequence as a framework. Okay. So you want to process your pain. You want to create a structure around your story. And then you want to embody the emotions that you once were in. Okay. I talked about this a little bit, so I won't go into depth, but I said, in order to reach people in pain, we have to connect with the pain that we were once in. All right. Mm. So, um, uh, one of the easiest ways to do this is through visualization. Okay. We all can recall those moments that we were in. And as we revisit them in our life, remember, we're not trying to re-traumatize ourselves. We're actually looking for the power that came from that season. So we're envisioning what it felt like, we're imagining, we're remembering, and as we're doing that, we're sort of developing a relationship with the internal energy, okay? And what we're looking for is the exact alignment of the energy that we're looking to produce in our talk. So if I want people to feel inspired, if I want people to feel moved, if I want people to feel passionate, if I want people to feel compassionate, then I'm looking to cultivate that emotion through visualization within myself. Okay. There has to be a direct mm. match. Um, the, the degree to which you are able to align with that energy will determine the degree to which you are able to produce your outcome. Okay. Say that last part again. The degree <laughs> to, which you are, guys. to which you are able to align with that energy is the degree to which you're <laughs> able to produce the outcome that it is that you're looking to desire. Okay. A good exercise for that other than visualization is if you practice saying a sentence like the cat went to the house and you practice saying it from a different energetic center, uh, the top three that I usually tell people to practice is assertiveness, sadness, and joy, assertiveness, sadness, and joy, because those are the ones that I have seen that are used in the most persuasive, you know, communication or, or touching communication. Sadness is usually that vulnerable emotion. Right. I forgot the sentence, but the cat went to the house or the store. If I said that from a place of sadness, I would have to think of something sad first, cultivate the energy, then speak from that place so that it can actually feel like I want the audience to feel. OK, this is what the advertisements do really well. This is what any great public speaker does.
does really well. Um, yes, it, it can be abused. Yes, people do manipulate emotions and, and use it to get people to buy things they don't want or don't need. But you guys are not that people. So we can use the skill set for good and not for harm. And so you just practice it saying from happiness, practice saying it from uh, um, sadness, and practice saying it from assertiveness. Assertiveness is usually sales. Um, joy is usually inspiration. And sadness is usually vulnerability, heart-touching messages. Practice those three, saying the sentences from the different energetic places, and you'll start to develop an awareness around how you're leading people energetically through messages. So good. So good. <laughs> no. Guys, Daryl is a master, and I hope you guys are getting something out of this, because part of the reason I wanted to break this down today is I believe... You know, we're here in Breakfast with Champions. We're on an audio-only app. And what that tells me here is that there's a lot of people in this room. There's some people on stage. But there's a lot of people beyond the stage that are interested in growing your speaking and, and sharing your story. We're here to sh learn to share our stories with Daryl Stinson. He's a renowned public speaker and ex-athlete, uh, suicide survivor, and just an all-around amazing man and father as well. Um, but Daryl, tell me, how, how did you get past also this, this myth or this, this feeling that you have a story worth sharing? Did you battle that? And if so, like, how do you help others get past that? Because I feel like, you know, for, for me and my, my journey now, I feel confident about it now. But what I see a lot of other people struggle with in the early stages of their speaking, but even as they grow, it's like, does my story really count? Does my story really matter? Is my story really inspiring at all? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Did you yeah. have to battle that or <laughs> have to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do all the time, man. It's probably my crutch. You know, it's one of the things where they say uh, the medicine that you need the most is the one that you are called to distribute. Um, and I resonate with that. I really do. Um, you know, another way it's always said is your, your misery will be your ministry. You know, your mess will be your message, that type of thing. Um, a lot of times we think that since we have a similar challenge that our clients face, that, that disqualifies us from being their leader. And a lot of times, most times that's not true. Um, and <laughs> I gotta say most times, cause there are some cases where some people are, are leading people where they haven't gone. But the difference between what I struggle with today and what I struggle with when I just get started, it's just a different texture. It's a different depth. It's a different nuance of it. It's not the same as it was before. Um, so, yeah, I struggle with that. Many people struggle with that. Um, one of the reasons why we do is because of the comparison game, right? So it happened to me. I was at the speak off. Um, they broke us up into groups. Uh, There's five groups of the final uh 153 participants that went to the semifinals and in my group alone three y'all three people had former athlete stories two of them were former professional athletes i was a former division one athlete so what do you think the ego tried to tell me oh their story's way more special than yours and people are gonna listen to them more because they were a pro and you weren't a pro and none of that had anything to do with my message, my story, my journey. It was all coming from comparison. And so if you want to come uh, overcome that, the first thing you have to do is stop comparing yourself to other people. Okay. 
Um, hard pause on that. Okay. Easier said than done, but must be done. Okay. Um, the other thing that I did is I had to develop an awareness around who I was. Okay. Um, and here's what's going to make some people get nervous. I had to start watching my film because we talked about it's hard to read the label when you're inside the bottle. Well, thankfully, we can record ourselves and look outside the bottle. We can look at the label by watching the recording of when we want to speak. And many people, including myself, hate watching themselves speak. They don't want to see it because typically they see all of their flaws. They see all of their mistakes and not all of their beauty, not all of their gifts, not all of their talents. So they're like, oh, they just have it and have a whole shame moment. The key is to look at the areas there are for you to improve. But in my opinion, more importantly, look at what is unique about you. Look at your personality. Look at what people engage with. Look at the things that you've done well. We are conditioned to think about everything that's wrong with us. We look in the mirror and all we see is our, in my instance, my gap, my big nose, whatever I don't like about myself, the mistakes I've made. We are conditioned to think about what's wrong with us. And I am trying to encourage you to think about what's right with you. Look at the film and see what you did well, what you can extend on, what you can leverage, because that will help you to start to overcome the imposter syndrome, overcome the lies of, you know, you don't have a story to share. Um, and then the last thing I'll say on that piece is get in the game, y'all. Get in the game, share your story. You are not going to uh, mindset the insecurity away. <laughs> You're not going to get a small group that just pumps you up and makes you feel good. Nothing will replace that insecurity like changing a life. Okay, quick story. My mentor, Les Brown, taught me never make a point without telling a story. Never tell a story without making a point. Um, I used to struggle for years to share the true emotions of what I went through. I was kind of talking about stuff, but I wasn't talking about the real emotions of what it felt like. And um, that changed for me when I went to a youth conference. And at the end of it, a 14-year-old girl came up to me. And she showed me uh, the cuts on her wrist. And she said, my parents dropped me off at the orphanage last year. And I've been cutting myself because I couldn't understand what was so wrong with me that they no longer love me anymore. And she says, I haven't told anyone about this. And you're the first person I'm telling because listen to this, y'all. She said, there's something about hearing your story that gave me the strength to come out about my own. That was the day that broke it for me. That touched me so much emotionally that I saw what my problem was. That all this psychology around I don't have a story to share, all this insecurity that caused me to half step when I spoke was because I was focused on my image instead of being concentrated on my impact. And that day did it for me. It was not about me, y'all. It was about her. And it was about the lives of the people that you could touch if you would just share the gift of who you are. So good, bro. So good. Wow. Ah, dude, that's, that's why we do what we do, right? That story, that moment. So, guys, let's, let's uh, have a few minutes of questions. Anyone have a question or share that they would like to ask? Or hey, Mike. Yeah, go ahead, Ramon. 
Hey, this is Ramon. I just want to say it was good meeting Daryl for the first time, seeing his tall, beautiful brown face at uh, Tamara's event a few weeks ago. So I just I don't have a question quite yet. I have actually several things in my mind, but I'll I want to save time for others. But I just wanted to say, Daryl, good hearing your voice, brother, and thanks for being a light, Mike. Thanks for bringing the best people to your stage, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Ramon. Uh, well said. Other questions or thoughts? Flash from Mike yes. or shoot me a message. Yeah, go ahead. Who's this? Hey, Mike. It's Shante. How are you, Shante? Good, good. I have a quick question uh, for Daryl. When when did that shift like inside? Like what was that, I guess, like moment that you knew like, OK, I'm ready now to shift. Like what was that thing that was that indicator to tell you that you were shifting? Yeah, yeah. It was that story uh, that I just shared um, because prior to then I just I had all the knowledge. Right. Like I knew, you know, how many all of us have heard that statement said of like, it's not about you. It's about your audience. Like I knew it. Like, but I little K knew it. I didn't capital K. In that moment, that, that girl touched me so much that I saw, I saw. Um, and then it was a, a slow increase from there of, of seeing in myself and the speakers that I coached that the more vulnerable we were, the more impact we made. Meaning we could go share with a room of 100 people. And if we were a little bit vulnerable, we'd impact 20. But if we were all vulnerable we'd impact 40 and we started to really you know get meticulous about those metrics and we saw that there was a direct correlation between the impact we made and the vulnerability from which we shared and so that was the path to really just um start to you know push the edge of our vulnerability thanks yep yep mm -hmm. love it great share uh other questions or thoughts for daryl other questions flash from mike if you got one all right and Daryl, yeah, this is Araya. I just had to say, hey guys, <laughs> Daryl, Daryl's my guy. You know, when I did TEDx, it was with Daryl, you know, <sighs> 2021, he is the man. And Daryl, I'm just so proud of you, seeing you here, telling your story is so uplifting. It's so empowering. And I absolutely just encourage everybody to get, become friends with Daryl. He is so, even much more in person. And when you get to talk to him and get to know him, and I'm so excited. I was just talking about you yesterday to some of my clients, Daryl, about your February 25th TEDx event here in the Gwinnett, Atlanta area. I've got some people coming and I'm not done telling everybody about you. So I just oh. want to say good morning and I adore you. Oh, thank you, Ray. I love you so much. <laughs> right back at you. Good to see you. you here, Daryl. Likewise, likewise. Love that. Love that. Great share, guys. Well, Daryl, uh, tell us what else you have going on in your speaking career and how you help others as well in case there's some other people in the audience that want to grow their speaking and looks like I might have a... Um, well, I just got... Here's a text I just got um, as well. You... Mike, you are a godsend this morning. Daryl's share in your segment is exactly where I am with uncertainty. So, touching lives today, my friend. Um, but, yeah, tell us a little bit about what you are up to and how people can get more involved with you as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, hosting uh, TEDx Alexander Park here in Metro Atlanta, February 25th. Super dope. Super excited about that. Um, uh, there's still a, a couple, like two spaces uh, for people that they want to apply to speak, um, but you'd have to get it in this week if you want to be in that, um, considered for that lineup. Um, and if you want to support in any way, just TEDxAlexanderPark.com and uh, connect with us. 
Um, I've got my third TEDx talk coming up. I'm the most excited about it because it's um, it's going to be on vulnerable storytelling. So it's going to be in alignment with my expertise. Uh, my other one that has two million views was on you know the mental health side with overcoming rejection. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm helping movement leaders uh, get their messages out there to the world, speak on more stages, secure TEDx engagement. So all of that info is in my bio. Um, but share your story, y'all. Like I, um, our world needs it. Like our world so, needs people who will stand for truth, needs people who will stand for what they believe in. Uh, we don't need more fluff. We don't need more copycats. We need more originals, y'all. And so if you're on the fence at all, like get off the fence and get in the game. So good, guys. So Daryl, man, thank you for rocking it today. Great shares, great wisdom. And guys, hope you got a great, uh, some great insights and great inspiration from Daryl's journey as building his speaking career, his speak-off competition with Glenn Lundy, and just his heart and soul and his desire to impact and serve and his example as well on how to speak and connect vulnerably with his journey. So uh, I loved it. I got a lot of notes today myself. Uh, so follow up with Daryl. Click on the link up above and go to his Instagram. Follow him on Instagram as well. 